Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how Christians should react to changing plans. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. And we need that perhaps now more than ever. We are in the thick of one of the darkest storms most of us will ever face, but even in this moment, we know we will make it through this if our roots are in the Word. You know, later this month, we were supposed to begin season four of the podcast, but uh, as the saying goes, man plans and God laughs. And how true is that? If this pandemic has demonstrated just one spiritual truth, it's that we cannot control everything that happens in our lives. It is so easy to forget that. But James laid it out so clearly for us. He wrote, come now you who say today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. No matter how tight our grip was on our schedules and our plans last month, James says it was always just a mist. It could slip away in a moment. You know, you see pictures of workplaces emptied out right now. Obviously, everyone's home. And I have to wonder when we go back, it's almost like going into an archaeological dig of that day, that, that moment before the world came to a halt. You know, what were we... What are we going to find when we go back and we fill up those spaces again? I have to imagine some of the things that are sitting on our desks, they're going to seem so absurd, so arrogant after all of this. I'm working in a church building alone right now, and it's kind of strange. We still have signs up asking people not to shake hands, not to drink from the water fountains, even though... The foyer has been empty for a month. You walk through empty hallways of classrooms that should be filled with kids, uh, an auditorium that's been dark probably longer than any time since the building has been here. It's just sad to be around. But then I also see what was here from the week before. There's the invitation cards for services that weren't held in the building. There are flyers for gospel meetings that were all canceled. There's a, a long list of spring events on the bulletin board that won't be held. And then in my office, there's the layout of expensive building renovations when now everyone's forced to tighten their belts. And when I see all of that, I start to understand what James means. There's an arrogance and a hubris to it all. Yeah, I'm sure businesses uh, and even families are going through the same process. Things were going so well. They were starting to to look to expand and, and to invest and uh, relax this summer, and, and then the floor just dropped out from under all of us. We thought we were in control of everything. We had a, a tight grip on our lives, but it turns out it's hard to keep a hold of a vapor. Our lives slipped out of our hands. This pandemic, if we learn anything from it, I think it will be humility. It's not that our plans were bad. At the church here in Greenfield, 
we were on a little bit of an upswing in numbers and it was good to plan to keep working on inviting people and share Jesus with them. It was good to want to properly steward the resources we have and come up with long-term plans to do that. And it was good for families to look forward to uh, buying new homes and going on vacation and, and for seniors to graduate and let us all celebrate that. And we could go on and on and on. The, the planning wasn't the problem. Just like it was okay for those businessmen to say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. There is nothing wrong with them saying that. The problem was they shouldn't have stopped there. James wrote, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. You know, what do they keep saying uh, during the, the White House press briefings about models? They're only as good as the information going in. Our plans before all of this, they were based on the information we had going in. Things were good, and so we planned for them to stay good. That's okay. But along with all of those plans, James says, we also need to add humility, the recognition that we can't do it all alone. There have been many people knocked to their knees in this crisis, some because of the virus itself, uh, it seems nearly everyone will know someone who was or is sick with it before this is over. Others have been uh, knocked down financially. They can't work and, and things are more expensive and uh, they don't know what to do. And some are knocked down just because what they pictured for the spring, for the summer, maybe even this fall, was so different from what is happening. There is a, a grief that comes from all of that. And while we may have a hard time justifying our sadness over canceled plans as being similar to losing a loved one. That grief is real. And in a way, it's almost anticipated by James. You can imagine how uncomfortable those businessmen would have been after all their planning to have those plans ripped up. I saw an article that, that put that kind of grief into words. It said, here's to the kids who are supposed to get their braces off after two long years and now have to wait a few more months. Here's to the kids uh, who couldn't wait to get their driver's licenses and now they check daily to see when the DMV will open. Here's to the kids who are wondering uh, if there will be any sort of graduation ceremony culminating 13 years of school or if they'll get to attend freshman orientation over the summer at their selected college or if there will even be a fall semester. Here's the kids who are wondering if they'll miss their first time as a camp counselor or an employee at a Froyo stand or the internship they worked so hard to get. Here's to the kids who were hoping to get to attend their first prom. Here's to the kids who dreamed of going to state and track or lacrosse or baseball or softball. Here's to the kids who wanted to put themselves out there and, and try uh, something new this spring. Here's to the kids who worked hard all year to come back from an injury uh, and look forward to, to taking to the field again. Here's to the kids who found their tribe in the, the band or the drama department or a sports team and now they feel lost without their people. Here's to the shy boy who was working up the courage to ask the new girl out for a movie. Here's to the lonely girl who was just starting to make friends in her art class. Here's to the kids who have studied all year for their ACT and SATs and now they sit anxiously waiting to get it over and done with. Here's to the kids who have worked hard all year 
to build up their GPA and now are unsure if their grades count. And here's to the kids who missed school because it was their safe place where they were fed, where someone showed they were valued and loved. Here's to the kids whose lives are forever changed, forever branded with the mark of a virus that they do not fear, but impacts them greatly. And we talk about big events like proms and graduations and college tours, but it's not the big things they're missing. It's the moments woven in to these milestones, the imprints of these rites of passage. We won't know the long-term damage this will have on our kids for years, so let's lift them up while we can. Their grief is real, even if it seems small to us. Their sadness is justified. Their lives are changed. May we remember their perspective is small and their feelings are big. We can't give you back the moments, the experience, the time, but we can acknowledge it hurts. You know, this, is a, this is one of those uh, many occasions where someone else puts it better than I ever could. There is a place for grieving, changing plans, not just for kids, not just for students, but for us all. Even if it's just in the little things, there is room to be sad. And let us rise from this moment when things start to go back to some semblance of normalcy and remember that sadness and learn from this moment. Let us make plans, but also remember how much we truly rely on God. And that leads me to the last verse here in James chapter four. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. And I've always struggled with that verse because therefore is one of the most ignored words in the Bible, but it's one of the most important. It's a, a transition. It's not an introduction. You can't look at these two verses separately. So because of what James wrote about arrogance and planning, therefore, he says, do good. And I've always had a hard time seeing how those connect, but I think I'm starting to get the concept. James is saying, because our lives are fragile, we don't always know what's going to happen. We can't plan for everything. And to think we can is arrogant. But here is what we can do. We can do good. Right now, most of our plans have fallen apart. And it's okay to grieve the things we're missing. But remember, we can't give back those moments or those experiences or those times. But we can do good. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue talking about how Christians should respond to the coronavirus pandemic. So I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you about that next time.